0: hello everybody my name is james hill and welcome back to yet another episode of the talking bucks podcast hey you know it's been a while since we've had one of these my apologies for the very long hiatus of episodes i know it has been what a month and a half since i've made an episode of this podcast my apologies for that we will hopefully be coming back with more consistent episodes here in the coming days as i have a lot of episodes that I need to catch up on. But it's been a month and a half, and I know that there hasn't been necessarily any big time breaking news besides one signing that we are going to be talking about in this podcast today. But, uh, you know, there's been a few things that have happened. We've had rookie minicamp, we've had OTAs, we've had mandatory mini camp. just kind of some off-season workout types of situations that I feel are worth addressing. I also want to talk about a little bit with Rob Gronkowski and rumors of him coming back, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, you know, that's always something worth talking about, I suppose. And uh, yeah, a couple of other things thrown into this pot as well. But With that being said, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you are a returning viewer, thank you so much for staying tuned in. If you guys are new and you do enjoy, hey, go ahead and leave a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and that would be greatly, greatly appreciated as well. And share it with your friends. Build awareness, man. We're going to keep the train rolling on this podcast. But anyway. With that being said, let's go ahead and first off dive into some of the minor stuff before we dive into the big news, the big signing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made. And that's all the stuff that's been going on with rookie minicamp, OTAs, uh, you know, mandatory minicamp, things along those lines. One storyline coming out of all those workouts is the story of Devin Tompkins, the undrafted wide receiver who had a undrafted free agent signing contract right after the NFL draft for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He very much shined in the rookie minicamp. He shined well in OTAs as well. And coming out of the mandatory minicamp, Todd Bowles himself said that he was very impressed with Tompkins and what he provides as a wide receiver, which is a pretty darn good endorsement, in my opinion, whenever you've got the head coach of the team saying, saying, hey, this guy's putting in some pretty good work. So I think that the... You know sky's the limit here for Devin Tompkins, and not just him but i think that you know a handful of wide receivers i think that the you know job is wide open regarding you know wide receiver five wide receiver six i think whenever you look at that room right now you assume mike evans you assume chris godwin you assume russell gage and at this point i'd say you probably assume that brashad perriman all have roster spots on this team i think that those are safe assumptions to make You know, in the case of Gage, Godwin, and Evans, duh, of of course those guys are on the team. In the case of Perriman, I'm gonna say it, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's not a secret, I'm a, you know, big Brashad Perriman guy. I just think he's a solid, capable, backup wide receiver who can give you some starting reps if you need him to. And uh, yeah, I think the coaching staff loves him, I think the front office loves him, and I think that he's got a pretty secure spot moving forward on the Buccaneers roster. But after that, Things are definitely a little bit of a mystery. You have, you know, Scotty Miller, who, to be fair, hasn't been getting a ton of opportunities, but maybe there's a reason for that. I think that the coaching staff feels that Scotty Miller is not necessarily a one trick pony. I know a lot of people have said that. I'm not going to go as far as to say that Scotty Miller is a one trick pony because, you know, he is an NFL caliber wide receiver. He can do a few things, but I just believe that the coaching staff isn't as happy with where he's at as they want to be and that's something that is definitely going to affect scotty miller's potential roster spot moving forward last year he didn't get a ton of opportunities even with injuries to some of the buccaneers starting wide receivers you didn't see a lot you saw guys like cyril grayson you saw uh you know some of the other wide receivers that the buccaneers use like tyler johnson these were some of the guys that were getting starting snaps over a guy like Scotty Miller we really didn't see much of Scotty Miller until you really had to right until you really didn't have much of a choice because even more wide receivers were getting hurt that's when you saw Scotty Miller so I think that you know Devin Tompkins pairing up, you know, matching up against a guy like Scotty Miller, hey, you know, I think Devin Tompkins has a legitimate chance there, even in the case of a guy like Tyler Johnson as well. We heard last year from head coach Bruce Arians how he kept on saying, hey, the backup wide receivers have got to make the most of their opportunities. They've got to step up because right now they're not stepping up. I think you could throw Tyler Johnson into that mix because, you know, all things considered, Tyler Johnson, he did an okay job right but with the build with the hype uh with the overall i think just raw talent that we've seen out of tyler johnson before you again much like in the case of scotty miller expect more from him at this point in terms of his development so i don't think that tyler johnson is in much of a doghouse type situation as Scotty Miller, but he definitely has to prove himself this upcoming offseason, uh, training camp preseason to, I think, really solidify himself on a roster spot. I would go as far as to say that Tyler Johnson isn't super safe. He's not as in much jeopardy as Scotty Miller, like I said, but. You never know so i think that tyler johnson does have to re-establish himself on this roster on this depth chart and make the most of his opportunities moving forward similar things can be said for jalen darden as well uh you know last year in his rookie season he was in a very similar situation to scotty miller where he was getting some return opportunities didn't do well in those return opportunities But, you know, even as a receiver, he wasn't getting a lot of looks either, unless he absolutely had to. You saw guys like Tyler Johnson, you saw guys like Cyril Grayson getting a majority of those starting wide receiver snaps when guys were getting hurt. And. You know, we've heard some good things about Jalen Darden this offseason so far. Apparently, he's looked fantastic in some of the offseason workouts. That's good news, right? You hope that the situation isn't where, hey, he looks good in shells, he looks good in shorts and a helmet, but whenever the full pads come on, hey, things kind of fall apart. You don't want that to happen, folks. We've seen that happen time and time and time again, not just with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but also, you know, multiple wide receivers in this league, and you hope that it doesn't happen to Jalen Jalen Darden, because I'm really rooting for Jalen Darden, man. I really am. I think that he is a very solid, very capable wide receiver, and uh, he's got a lot of ability, right? I think that they are going to use him as a returner a a decent amount this upcoming season, or at least give him that first crack to be a returner this upcoming season, which may help him solidify a roster spot, may not. We'll have to wait and see. But again, He is one of those really young wide receivers that unfortunately didn't step up that last year and maybe put on notice with a guy like Devin Tompkins, who, you know, may be an undrafted free agent, but I've said it before, I'll say it again, you never know who's going to make an impact coming out here and really showing up. And then you have veteran Cyril Grayson, who in my opinion, honestly, is pretty, you know, in in a pretty advantageous situation, if I could use a word there. Uh, I think that he's in a pretty solid spot, much like in the case of Brashad Perriman. He's a solid veteran wide receiver. Seems like Tom Brady likes throwing him the football. Seems like the coaching staff trusts him a decent amount with starting snaps. And I think that he is definitely kind of a leader of the pack right now in terms of battling for those fifth and sixth wide receiver spots. But when you look at everybody else, right, You know, two spots, you have Cyril Grayson, you have Scotty Miller, you have Tyler Johnson, you have Jalen Darden, and you have Devin Tompkins, and a couple of other wide receivers that could jump off the page as well in that battle. It's going to be a dogfight, man. It's going to be an absolute battle, I think, that is definitely going to be worth paying attention to. One of the more spicier battles of the offseason, in my opinion. And let's pay attention, because Devin Tompkins, he's been making some noise. He may push out one of those Buccaneers draft picks out of the photo so let's go ahead and see what happens there couple of other things Uh, you know we've heard some good news from like some of the backup linebackers KJ Britt's been looking good Grant Stewart's been looking good not surprising in my opinion those guys both had really solid rookie seasons last year Joe tryon has been getting a little bit of praise as well going to be interesting following his story as he is the starting edge rusher right now with Jason Pierre-Paul not being re-signed currently by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers he just recently visited the Baltimore Ravens maybe pay attention to that we'll have to see what's going on with that moving forward Uh, you also have Logan Hall, who's been looking very, very impressive. Will Golston said some very solid things. Vita Veya said some very solid things. The dude's an athletic freak. We all already know this. And I'm not biased because I interviewed the man. I'm just, you know, saying what's you know out there in terms of facts. So, yeah, anyway, you know, a lot of young guys have been showing up and performing in these offseason workouts, which has been a very, very solid thing to see. Pay attention to some of these guys moving forward. We will have updates for them in future podcasts episodes, as well as some of the other storylines going on with some of the younger players, guys like Kyle Trask and some of the other players. But I want to shift gears because this is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast episode. As I said, not a ton of things to talk about, but one big thing, pun intended, that I get to talk about here in this podcast episode today is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed a replacement for Ndamukong Suh, and that replacement is former chicago bears former new orleans saints former new england patriots defensive lineman akeem hicks akeem hicks is a member of the tampa bay buccaneers now i believe he's six foot four 335 pounds something along those lines he is a big big man and i was very jazzed about this signing when it was initially made And i want to say this i still am very excited about this signing but there are some things I'm a little worried about that I think are worth addressing. I believe a lot of you guys have the same concerns as well, but let's talk about the positives with Akeem Hicks. First things first, this dude is an absolute, you know, all-star in terms of pass rushing. This man can pass rush with the best of the interior defensive linemen in the NFL. I wholeheartedly believe that this dude, again, He is a very solid pass rushing defensive lineman. I think that he gives you a very good blend of, you know, inside, outside defensive lineman versatility, which is great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they love showcasing that versatility, especially on the defensive side of the football. Akeem Hicks is going to slot right into that, in my opinion. Um, And yeah, Hicks is just very, very good. I think he is a little bit of a better pass rusher than in Donican Sue was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And not as great of a run, like still a great run stopper in my opinion, but I think that you have to give Sue a little bit of an edge there in terms of run stopping ability. But in terms of having a capable, solid veteran defensive lineman, uh, Keem Hicks is going to be that replacement for Ndamukong Suh. He's 32 years old. He's been around the league for so, so long. He's played with Tom Brady before. He played with the New Orleans Saints. He played with the Chicago Bears for multiple seasons. He's a longtime team captain for the Chicago Bears, was probably the best player on their defense for many many seasons all of that just to say that yeah yeah, folks Keem Hicks is good at the football and he's going to be good at football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you assume he's going to be a starter replacing Ndamukong Logan Hall is now going to be, be in a rotational type role which that's something worth talking about which I'll address that in a second and yeah I'm really excited about this signing I think that Akeem Hicks is going to be a very solid, very good starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if he can stay healthy. But that's the big thing about Akeem Hicks. This dude is so, so good, right? Again, when he's healthy, no joke, folks, one of the best starting defensive linemen in the league when he is fully healthy. I mean, the Buccaneers did give him $10 million. You don't give that to a guy who isn't good. But can he stay healthy? healthy. He has missed a very, very big chunk of games for multiple seasons now, which that is worth looking at. Can Akeem Hicks stay healthy? In my opinion, I think with a healthier rotation with guys like Logan Hall, Raheem Nunez, Rochez, among others, I think that there is a likelier chance that Akeem Hicks can stay healthy, but I'm definitely crossing my fingers. I'm definitely hoping that Akeem Hicks can stay healthy moving forward because, you know, again, You know, we need this man healthy because when he's on, he's really, really good, folks. But that is worth addressing. You know, let's pay attention to Akeem Hicks' health moving forward. You know, hopefully the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take it easy with him in terms of snap counts. Take it easy in terms of rotations with Logan Hall. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you drafted Logan Hall, right? And hopefully Akeem Hicks can stay healthy and be a big, big, big contributor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving forward this season. But... What does this mean for first Logan Hall? Well, as I said, Logan Hall is is seemingly going to be a pass rush specialist for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his rookie season. Kind of exactly what we saw with Joe Tryon, where Joe Tryon was rotating with Jason Pierre-Paul or filling in with Jason Pierre-Paul whenever he was hurt. I imagine you're going to see a very, very similar situation with Akeem Hicks. Hopefully not in a situation where Akeem Hicks is hurt or anything along those lines, but when Akeem Hicks needs a breather, hey, go ahead, send in Logan Hall. He can get the job done as a rookie. That's kind of where I envision Logan Hall at right now in terms of his rookie season, which I think is totally fine. I think is awesome. I think that Logan Hall is going to learn a lot from guys like Will Golston, learn a lot from guys like Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks, among others. This is, in my opinion, some really good news for Logan Hall and definitely eases some of the pressure that would have been on him in his rookie season. Now, in the case of Indomitian Sioux, yeah, folks, this means that Indomitian Sue is not going to be returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know that that breaks a lot of people's hearts. And, you know, understandably so. I know that Indomitian Sue was a big part of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense the past couple of seasons. And overall, folks, he was doing a pretty good job. You know, he was definitely getting the work done. He was definitely playing his part. He looked good as a pass rusher. He looked good as a run stopper. But, you know, folks... Uh, You know, all things come to an end eventually, right? And Ndamukong Su, at the age of 35, is he contemplating retirement? You know, maybe he wanted to join another team. I don't know. But right now, it seems like Ndamukong Su will sign with another team. I believe he had a visit with the Raiders or the Browns. I know those were the two teams that were rumored to be interested and in and Sue. Would not shock me at all if we hear in the coming days that he is going to sign with one of those teams. And yeah, it is unfortunate, but again, you are getting a few years younger with Akeem Hicks. Kind of it was actually a very similar age to whenever Sue was first brought to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So again, life comes full circle, folks. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, hey, thank you to Indomitian Sue for everything he contributed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If this truly is the end, you know, once we have any updates on that, I will probably make a video or a uh, podcast episode, rather, talking about it. And, yeah, you know, if this truly is the end, you know, hey, Indomitian Sioux was a big contributor to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl win. Really did a fantastic job in terms of just being a very solid veteran leader, capable defensive lineman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it does seem like with the signing of Akeem Hicks, this may be a sign of the end for Ndamukong Sue. But folks, with that being said... You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and end off this podcast episode here. We did cover a lot in this podcast episode today. We still have a lot more to cover in future episodes as well. So stay tuned for that, folks. What did you think about all the news, all little snippets that I talked about in this podcast episode? Let me know your thoughts and opinions about this down in the comments section on whatever platform that you watch these podcasts on and hey while you're down there why why don't you go ahead and leave a rating as well but anyway folks thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode hope you all enjoyed and i'll see you all in the next podcast episode of the talking bucks podcast but until then it is always folks goodbye for now and go bucks